What's up, y'all? Respect the Chat Podcast, episode 98. Young, fresh, and clean in 98, apparently rich was right before we get on. <laughs> How old were you in 98? I was 10 years old. And you were what, Frank? Six? Six, yeah. And I was what? We came up with? 15. It's ni- 96. What? <laughs> I, was, I feel like I was way older Uh-oh. than all of <laughs> you guys. Uh, 15, yeah. Now I, I have that. a six-year-old. Yeah. Those are the good old days, man. Back in 98. Um, the NBA is back. There's a little bit of a windstorm out there. If you hear a little wind yeah. in the background, that's what it is. We're half open in the garage, but the NBA is back. If we shut it, we'll die of heat oh, exhaustion. No, so. <laughs> cannot, cannot. Uh, NBA's back. What do you think? Have you got to watch any of it? Yeah, I've I seen a couple games. Uh, I've been getting home late, so I get to watch the, the second game usually at night. Yep. Um, I, I think they've been good games. Mm-hmm. You know, the players are playing well. You know, we weren't sure how they're going to be without having the, the, the fans there, but... Uh, I mean, these players are playing hard. I mean, Harden already had a game where he dropped 50. Yep. LeBron's playing good. AD's playing good. Yep. I mean, all, all these big team names are playing well. Uh, the game today was excellent between uh, Portland and the, and the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. You know, Portland was down by like 15, I think, at one point. Came back, ended up losing by three to the Celtics. But, I mean, good games. They're putting yeah. on good games, which is good. Yeah. That's what the NBA needs. And I think the coolest part of it, and I meant to say this last week on the podcast when we had Ryan on, the, one of the best games maybe ever ever was never televised. It was the game, the scrimmage between the Olympic team, the dream team, when they played against each other. One of the most epic games ever, most competitive games ever by the greatest players ever. And it was, didn't count for anything, but it was in a, it was the point of it. It made me think of it. It was no no fans, you know, no one but the coaches and the players in there, which basically is in there now. I mean, they got officials now, and they have. Media, I mean, the guys running like the clock and everything like that. Um, and the announcers are there as well. But the NBA, I think, is doing it very, very well. Very safe, which is really important, which we'll talk about the NFL in a little bit and MLB in a little bit. And we usually don't talk about things like that on the podcast. But let's get to it a little bit. We'll talk about that. But have have you watched any games yet, Frank, NBA? No. Didn't think you did. <laughs> um, Porzingis played well the other night. Yes. Luca played well the other night. Like you said, AD and LeBron and Harden also played well. TJ Warren from the Pacers yes. dropped 53. What I think is going to happen, I think there's going to be a lot of guys who you maybe or, or the public hasn't really heard of that start having huge games because there's no fans to boo you when you're jacking up more shots than what they feel like you should. It's a green light out there, it feels like. And it feels like... Hey, if I miss a couple of shots, who's going to – I mean, the coach will pull me, but the fans won't boo me. There's no pressure from the, you know, the crowd to do anything, you know, that I wouldn't normally do or, or that's out of my comfort zone. That's going to happen a lot more, I feel like. I really do. It reminded me of the Summer League a lot. I watched a lot of the Summer League um, when that's on, and a lot of – I mean, those were no-name guys and some – rookies and obviously guys trying to make a team who were in there. But it was a lot of times guys would have a huge games. Who you're like, who is this guy? You know, and it's just like the feel of the game. And this is where you see all the NBA players are elite players. These guys are elite. Just because you don't know them or you haven't heard of them because they don't have a popular name and they don't have a Nike deal or a commercial or whatever, doesn't mean that these guys aren't superstars. And you're going to see that a lot more. And I think TJ Warren is a great example of that. 53, and the guy was just, he had eight threes, I think he had. It was really? crazy, you know? And think about this. You have an NBA season that's back now, right? You have no Steph Curry. You have no Kevin Durant. You have no Kyrie Irving. 
You know, you, you, you're losing, you lose, there's a lot of like normal superstars who are usually out there that are not, you know, there's no Knicks, who cares anyway, no one wants to see them, <laughs> you know, there's, there, there's a lot of teams who aren't there, but the superstars are playing, Have you- and, and I applaud them for that, I really do, LeBron and AD and, um, the jo- and Jokic and, um, and Giannis, you know, uh, Dame Lillard, all these guys, man. And, you know, if I forgot anybody else, you know, Harden. I'm sure uh, – out of all of us, I'm sure you probably watched more basketball in the last week than us. Yeah. Is there any of these top teams that you think might be in trouble come to, like, playoffs that were playing really well before, uh, you know, this whole pandemic happened? Now they're coming back. I don't think so. I just think that if they don't – it, I, if they don't catch fire soon enough, it's going to mess up their seeds and maybe they they drop a little bit or a team that was low moves up and the team that was in the middle goes now down to a lower spot and now they got to play a better team in the first round of the playoffs. I think it may, messes with the seeds a little bit just because they've been laid off for so long. But here's the thing about baseball, uh, basketball. These guys are been playing their whole lives. They're so good. They don't need a lot of games to get going. You know, there's not a lot of preseason games in basketball anyway. Most of the superstars don't play them either when there is. They, they're just ready to, they're ready to go. Like basketball is like a, you can get out there and just go, and then you start catching the flow and the rhythm of it. It's not like football where you have so many players that need to operate on a string that it's like you really need to get that cohesiveness together. You know, that's my opinion of it. Agree. But I think there's going to be some surprises. That's what I think is going to happen. There's going to be some guys who you haven't heard of that you're like, whoa, hello. Someone had a huge night the other night that don't normally do that. I don't know if it was Kyle Lowry. Did he have a huge night? Uh, mm, oh, sure. man, I can't remember who it was. I see on the bottom of the screen he had like 14 rebounds. It's like, how the heck did that guy have that many rebounds? <laughs> he never has that. Forgive me, I don't remember who the person was, but really happy basketball is back. Happy to doing it the right way. Hockey's back. They're doing it. And what I mean by the right way, I think the right way, in my opinion, is having teams be in certain cities and only playing out of those cities and cutting down on travel and where guys can go and, and, and how much they're out of, you know, the eye of the, the rest of the team. What's this? Look at that final score yeah, the other yeah. night. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of that, bro. It's going to be a lot of that. It really is. That's a huge score, 153 points for the Rockets to 149 for the Mavericks. Insane. Wow. I think they said the Nuggets are playing with all guys six foot five or six foot seven and bigger. No one is under six five in their starting lineup. Jokic is the point guard. <laughs> wow. It's cr- crazy what's going on. <laughs> you know, like, and that's what they're doing. They're switching things up and moving things around. And it, it's awesome, man. They're doing it so well. Well, it's kind of like a weird thing, right? And it's like. It's not the usual playoffs. It's not the usual way they go about it. So I'm sure the coaches are, like, taking this as an opportunity to, like, try different things and see what works. There's no crowd there, like you said, so it's not like they're going to get booed for putting a center at point guard, you know? Yeah. So it's like, let's see if this if there's something here or not. Yep. It's kind of like practice against great competition. Mm-hmm. And what can the media really say? Could they scrutinize them? They just came back, and they're trying to do the best they can. What are you going to do? Even gonna, if they do, they got nothing to talk about. Right, I that's mean, what I'm saying. So it's like nobody a Nobody cares anyway. They just want to see sports. That's it. That's it. It's just, it just brings back the pure 
greatness of a sport of the sport, you know? It's like you take the fans out, you're back to when you're like we're performing just for the love of the game. And I think that's the biggest thing is the most competitive guys are going to excel, I think. Because now you, there's no crowd to get you hyped. There's no momentum, you know, by, you know, fans getting louder or lower, whatever it may be. There's no home court advantage. There's no travel. Guys getting out of a bad night's sleep or a good night's Everyone's getting the same commodities, you know. And you're around these guys. Yeah. You're playing this guy. and then You got to go eat lunch with them after the game. Yeah, you're right at the same spot as him. You're riding the same roller coaster yeah. as him 17,000 times in a row. haircut right next to him. Everything. The only thing I'll say that I hate is the fake crowd on the screens. <laughs> do you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a big fan I of that I just either. feel like, you know, there's there's no fans. You don't need to do that. That's, like, corny to me. Like, put something else. Like, be a little innovative, you know? I feel like that's what they were trying to be, is innovative, if anything. By fake fans? It looks like a video <laughs> no. game. But they're real fans. They're just not there. They're virtual fans. Those are <laughs> real. Not, they're not, real people. I'm not about <laughs> it. I think they should do, like, I don't know. Be creative. Do something on those screens. I'm not. I'm not mad at the it. Fake I don't crowd really noise. P- when someone hits a home run in baseball, they pump in like a fake. I like that. I can't get like. I like that. I'm not about. Oh, it. I'm about it, man. I'm about it. I <laughs> it's, definitely am. It's like the fake laugh track, like on a sitcom. Yeah, I guess it's so. Like, all right. The UFC. Back really quick to jump to that really quick. No fans. Abu Dhabi was back to a big cage. Last night, they were back at the Apex Smaller Cage. I love the Smaller Cage. Yeah. I wish the Smaller Cage, that would be the standard from now on. I think it cuts down on how much guys... Dance around. Dance around and get into an unnecessary, like, lay on the guy for 45 minutes. Yeah. Because now it's like, you, you know, you, you, you got to engage with each other. You got to be there. You got to get things done. I feel it, it feels so much better. It really does. I, I love the Apex way more. But they did so well with no crowd, no pumping anything in, grunts, yeah, kicks to the just, belly. You just hear the sport. Coaches yelling. By the way, did Basketball you, would be annoying because you'd hear the sneakers. So Yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to listen to that. You have the announcers, you yeah. know, so they're keeping you busy of what's going on. I'm sure they could take out that noise too. Yeah. Yeah, oh, definitely. See, definitely. The, the, nor- the normal cage has a diameter of 30 feet. Mm-hmm. This one has 25. Love it. And they said Uf- USC prefers a smaller cage because they feel it creates more action. Does, bro. I think they should keep it. There's not but a that's l- what sports need to do to me. Like, take advantage of this opportunity. Try things that you try normally things want. Out. Like, even football. Like, try the new kickoff methods. Yeah. Because there's probably going to be no fans. Mm-hmm. You know, just take it as an opportunity. You don't even know if the season's going to go all the way through. Right. Like, try out some different things. Oh, I'm definitely down. Does 2020, and I'm not talking about real life, because I'm not sure if it quite counts. There's a lot of good, there's a bunch of good things happened to me for me in 2020, yeah. which I, I won't mention right now. Okay. But there's a lot of wildness. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I quite want to count it yet. I wasn't sure I was going to count it yet up to a couple months ago. I wasn't quite sure what I was going to well, do. Now, yeah. But is sports going to? Does sports count for you? That's my main question. Here. No. 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 I think this year is just a... It's, I'm happy that they're going because it's entertainment and something to watch. But I think in all sports, there's so many things up in the air and games postponed. Like, how are they going to... They're not going to make up those games in, in baseball. You yeah, know, it, it it's just like at the end, two teams are going to end up playing each other for the yeah. World Series. But who knows if it was a full season, if that would be the two teams? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you don't go through; you have to go through a whole bunch of different scenarios and 
obstacles in a whole season to get to the to the World Series, and that's why it's so okay. prestigious and and hard to win a World Series. You're not getting that. You're probably not going to get that in football. There'll probably be games postponed in that too. You know, I mean, it's nice to watch, but I don't think it counts as much. I'd say as okay. a, a regular season. I like that. Even with the fans, like that, that's a part of the game. Yeah, to be able to perform in in front of thousands of people, you know. So Major League Baseball was was didn't even get to start and is cut short. The NBA was cut short. The NHL was cut short. At least with those three, whoever wins the MVP is that legit? Because they started at least NBA and and NHL is are the MVPs in that legit? Because Again, they started like, and then were cut off. It's it's not as hard. I think to win the MVP this year as it would have been in a regular year because you would have had to hold up that performance for that much longer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What about baseball? That's what I'm saying. Like what same is it, thing, sixty games same, instead yeah. of 120 games? Yeah. What if there's there's been plenty of times, countless times, where people have ridiculous first halves of the year and then don't show up the yeah. second half? Yeah. You know you you're not going to get to see that. What about the NFL? What if the NFL goes straight six, sixteen games? Well, 17, but with the bye week. What if they play playoff? I mean, is it a legitimate MVP and Super Bowl champion? I think so, as long yeah. as more big-name players don't opt out. and. But it's not only big names, you know? Like, a lot of linemen opted out that, that are vital to teams. Yeah, I mean, as long as there's not a huge number of these starters, mm-hmm. I should say, yeah. that opt out to make things a little different. Yeah. You know, like, let's just say the Cowboys, three of your linemen, um, the chief, you know, the one chief lineman that opted out, that's like a doctor. Yeah, he's like really, really good. Yeah, they're he's left. a doctor. Yeah, yeah. He, wow. He, he said that he's gonna be a doctor this year. Holy smokes! I'm about to take off and be a doctor instead. Yeah, they need him. Wow, good for that guy. <laughs> Holy cow, he's got a brain, bro. He could operate the the everything. And but literally. don't you think also the no crowd is weird? No crowd's definitely weird. It's gonna be weird. For definitely football. weird. 100%. Football is all about momentum and yeah. living and going, you know. I mean, the, the Seahawks, like, the pride themselves on the not bi- being able, the team not being able to hear. Yes, in the Big 12. On that, offense. That's going to be a lot different. Teams are going to have to prep different for that. I mean, I'm not saying it don't count. It's still super, it's going to be super hard to win the Super Bowl, and you're going to have to be extremely good to win it. So but I don't think it counts as much as, like, a regular year. See, I find this very interesting, this conversation. I try to bring it up with as many people as possible because, then what you're essentially telling me is is that fans have a huge part in sports at least football more than just buying a ticket and paying to you know buy merchandise like them actually being there determines whether this well, is real than, or not you're telling me oh, it's yeah. more than that mike it's fans are everything well, they're just, the I'm, one that pays the, the players have. contracts yeah. they're the ones that end up determining what big stars are on a team, right? Because some, mm-hmm. some of these teams, they'll sign a, a great free agent because of how many jerseys he's going to sell, what kind of attraction he's going to bring to the team, right? All that stuff. Everything's based on yeah. fans in, in sports. It, well, that's what I, I'm, I'm not saying whether I disagree or agree. That's what the conversation we, I want to have. We all played sports mm-hmm. in, in high school and middle school and, and growing up. There's a bunch of kids that can perform amazing in practice, but when it comes under the big lights and crowds, they just freeze. Oh, yeah. That's oh, a yeah. part of the game. And some people live for those moments. Yeah. Feeding off of the crowd. That's part of being an athlete. Being pumped. 
You know, like but it's third, you, it's third and one, and you're Zeke in the backfield, and you're you're in Dallas. Your crowd is going nuts for you to get that first down. Mm-hmm. You're gonna you're gonna push a little. You know, you you push hard, but when you have that behind you, you you go like one little like a gear little a gear more yeah. than what you're supposed to. Well, and, and my whole thing about it is, you ever watch a game with somebody and they don't quite understand sports or not invested in you, and you're going nuts, and they're like, you don't. You you don't dictate this game by what you say and Kinda do. do. It's like, whoa, hold on a second, bro. Twenty twenty's coming, and now you're gonna see how much I have influence on this. Yeah, because it's huge, and I agree. I'm just bringing it up because I agree with both with exactly what you're saying, and I've you know, but you never realized it. It was never really like, a, you know, people were like, yeah, what you know. You don't know what you yeah. got till it's gone. Exactly, that's exactly what it is. You need the fan, fans are a huge part. Of sports, because what you're telling me is, because essentially, football can go off without any. Because the only thing that doesn't make it legit is if it stops and it starts and you lose games and you, you know, like you lose players. I think that all is a part of what's going to affect sports yeah. right now. I mean, that's going to happen. There's right. going to be people, even if they don't have COVID, put on the COVID list. And what mm-hmm. if it's your star running back or mm-hmm. star quarterback and he misses a game or two that's big in football you're you're starting quarterback misses two games you're gonna feel that Mm -hmm. you know and it's gonna happen here and there hopefully Mm -hmm. less more than more definitely but i don't think it'll go off without a hitch but even if it does i mean the whole no fans thing is definitely i I, it's a different it's a factor i i think when the nfl season comes along that's when we're really gonna notice you know, def- uh, you know, us missing the fans. Basketball, baseball, not really. Base- you have some UFC. baseball teams play without fans anyway. You, yeah, <laughs> exactly. What the Marlins it? have like a hundred players at their. Yeah, there's some teams. There's five guys in there. Yeah. UFC was probably the closest thing where you know, even you, as you felt e- it, it was weird. Even yeah. as watching as fans on TV, hearing the crowd's reaction, like when Connor's in the ring, he's beating someone, and the, all the Irish fans are just chanting. Mm. You yeah. know, like, you feel that at home, too. Yeah. And I feel like that's what the NFL, when you see the fans going nuts on that third and one or fourth and one, you know, or a big play, you know, that's when we're actually going to notice the effect of not having fans. Yeah, man. It's a it's a big thing. It really is. I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to hear people say you don't affect this game anymore. Cause I, oh, I do. I do. <laughs> I do. Because they're talking about it constantly. Do you think, because we talked about it really quick, more players do opt out? They bumped up the time frame of when you could have. I think there was a week remaining, and now they're going to bump it up where there's like a couple more days where players could opt out. If the players do opt out really quick for a um, COVID-related situation, whatever it may be with them health-wise or their family members, they'll get $350,000 for the year. If they opt out because of COVID but do not have a health concern, they just don't feel comfortable playing, They'll get one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to sit out for the year. And I don't. I don't think big name guys will do that. But it'll be interesting to see, like, if the season starts and like teams start testing positive, like the Marlins yes. did. Like, if these superstars are going to be willing to continue the season. Don't agree. Like, if we can- say Russell Wilson, for example. I, I don't think he's opting out, mm-hmm. but he has a a newborn at home, right? Yeah. Say. A team that they're that they're supposed to play in a couple of weeks, like seventeen players test positive. You know, is he going to be willing to continue the season? I'm not sure. Well, that's the ver- and I, I'm not sure either. And that's a very big thing that may come up. But I, what was, what's interesting to me is that there's more not 
the, the big name players want to play, guys who are financially stable and okay to sit out three years if they wanted to, but definitely this year. And the guys who I think would want to check or need to check because they don't have high and paid contracts, they're the guys that are opting out. Those are the guys that I thought would be like, yo, listen, I got to play, man. Well, I think it it's a direct but, correlation on like how good those guys are and how competitive they are. But here's the thing, they're too. They're willing to risk anything for football, and that's why they're so good. Yeah. But why risk on those guys that are in that bubble section, what you're talking about, there's more of a risk for them to play and get hurt than actually the virus, I think. Because... Now they sit out, they get paid three fifty or one hundred and fifty thousand based off of their scenario. And after that, their contract gets bumped one more year. So they don't lose a year of their contract. Now if they their contract was ending in twenty twenty four, now it's twenty twenty five. So they're just they're just prolonging their contract and they're banking on themselves in the upcoming years. Why take a risk this sure, year? There's a lot of that. Playing six, seven games and then a the season comes to end by on week five, you blow your ACL out. Now you know like these these big time names like Patrick Mahomes, JJ Watt, all these guys like, I mean Damian Williams opted out, right? That's a pretty big name. Yeah, that, that, that's probably one of the biggest names. High Tower, Patrick Chung from the Patriots. Yeah, Those the are probably Patriots, the biggest that's names. That's in a separate category for me. <laughs> but but yeah. I, I think that's why though, because these guys now they get to pro, you know, they get an extra year on their contract. Maybe they can negotiate now. Yeah, no, that's a coming real, in the future. That's a really good point because maybe you're out there, you don't perform the best because your mind isn't all there. And you're like maybe playing like eight games, nine games in, and they're like, yo, is, we're done. Is it and worth- now that may count towards it. Now it's like, yo, I gotta now I'm gonna be evaluated on is half it- a season and you're gonna you're gonna and get not paid. a real not a real performance. Exactly. Plus, Why do I wanna lose that? Like CJ Mosley, he was probably like That's another big I'm not name. gonna play for I don't even wanna play for the Jets <laughs> this year. So if you're giving me an opportunity to I'm hop surprised out, all the Jets I'll players just hop are out. like, yeah, I'm out. Yeah, I don't wanna play. He was getting paid a lot of money too. A yeah. lot of money. But he still will make that yeah. money. Yeah, definitely. But he yeah. has some some family issue why he's not playing. Yes. Yes. I forget this to what, what they say. And I got no problem with anybody oh, no. saying they don't want to play. You have I to did. do what's best yeah. for you and your family. Whatever's best for you and your family, you do that, man. I, I am not, believe me, by any means. I, and, and listen, I, I just want to see it because I love football so much. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. And but then... Even, but even if these big names aren't there, I'd rather the guys there, be safe. Yeah, but mm-hmm. even if these big names aren't there, you're still going to have a high level of of players on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's a third string wide receiver or or a DB or a linebacker, it's still it's gonna be like watching a preseason game. But still, the the guys that are at the top level in football, that's why I think it's so different. Are not even close to the same. To but it's still the going way to- the guys who are like trying to make a team or the third string guy or low on the depth chart. Those guys are not going to give you the same I mean, show. No, but it, College but still- and high school football is fun to watch on television, right? They're, they don't have the talent that the NFL does. So, I mean, it'll be fun to watch. That's what I mean. You're, but you're, they're going to put on yeah. a show. The outcome. Yeah, but I feel like it's fun to watch because you take into consideration that it's not the highest level. Yeah, when it's the highest level, that. you have an expectation of what the highest level is. And when it's not, and it's a third string quarterback or receiver in there or running back, or half the defense is gone and you got like second and third string guys, you're going to be like, yo, this is the highest level of the game. This doesn't look right. I'm not, as, I'm, I, I'm not into it. 
There's a, there's a different feel. Would you, do you watch it's preseason definitely games? Definitely going to be different. There's going to well, that's what like, I'm saying. There's going to be third and inches where people aren't converting because you have a okay. Third so when does it, running back when does it possibly get to that point where right? you're like, eh, I'm not really, I'm not really need to watch the games. Is well, it's more exciting that way, right? Because you have no idea what's going to happen. Exactly. I don't think I would Maybe. ever feel like that. No, no. Derrick Henry might rush. It hasn't happened yet. Four hundred yards because he's playing against a third string defense. Right. Maybe it's fun to watch. Yeah, I guess so. I could go. I could go down to the township fields and watch a five year old play a football game and think it's a good game. Nah, no thanks. You know, you're not about that. I want to watch the NFL guys play. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got no problem checking out a game every now and then, but when it comes to Sunday, Monday, and Thursday, imagine, I want to watch the imagine elite a guys wide o- play. A wide open wide receiver to win the game, right? Twenty yards downfield. <laughs> The quarterback throws to him, and you have no idea if he's going to catch it or not. What if the quarterback came and throws? stinks. Came and throw that far. <laughs> like, maybe nah. he's going to catch it, maybe he's not. I'm not that's into exciting. that. That's oh. exciting. I'm not in, That's not exciting to me. I would, Listen, I wouldn't, I would be okay with it because of the safety of the going, players, but I don't want to see that. That's not going to happen. I'd rather though. them say, you know these, what, we're going to take a year these off. These guys are going to be on the field still <laughs> we'll be back to the NFL. But that They're guy still, is not on the level that a oh, top player is. And is it gonna is it gonna get the job done? Yeah, but it's not in the level where you want to watch it at. I'm surprised more coaches haven't opted out because that would have really hurt teams, and they're like older and more at risk. And all I'm of telling them are you, playing. Are, are I'm coaching. Tell- I don't think the NFL is gonna do the different cities because, like we were talking about earlier, that should have been done way earlier. Narrow it down to six cities only playing those. That would have been done already. They're gonna play in each other's stadiums. Is what it's gonna happen. But I don't know. I think the NFL, through the draft, through the mini camps, through the, they just been operating like everything is gravy, baby. Well, they just they haven't they didn't they didn't do mini camps. They I know, just, but they, no, they they just reported to. But to that camp was rookie. Last week. That was rookie mini camp. Okay, you you lost that a little bit, and there's things in there that are essential. I agree. There's no preseason games. Yeah, no one wants to see that. Perfect. <laughs> Never play another Nobody one of those wants again. To see but it, but it does like help. Teams. It does help teams. Hundred percent. It helps a- non-drafted players, and it helps you, you know, get some guys that you didn't know before, get some guys some shine. But nobody watches it. You watch the first quarter, and you're like, "Yo, I'm out." I'm Let me go. tell you this for sure: the first week of football is going to be an absolute oh, yeah. shit show. Agree. It's going to be terrible. Agree. Snaps are going to be off. I'm going to say the first month is going to be bad football, and then it's going to okay. start going. Okay. So this is what I'm saying to you. You now, know how long it takes a now center imagine and quarterback that being six, to get like a good connection? Okay, imagine that being 16 weeks now because the guy there doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. It's not, a re- it's not the real guy. Imagine every You're snap, okay with you, that? You, you don't just know said it was if exciting. it's going to be good or not. No, nah, I don't want to see that. <laughs> By the 15th fumble, I'm like, yo, I'm out. Okay, this guy came and snapped the ball, man. You know what I'm saying? It's going to look very different. Are you okay with the way it's going to look yes. if a lot of guys start opting? Uh, we, don't, we don't have a choice. Well, definitely. We got to take what we got to get. What we I, get. Think, I think – Fantasy this year in football is going to be really. Wacky. I don't. I don't think. I, oh, I think wacky. it's going to be really interesting. If you, yeah. this was a year to opt out of fantasy. To be, oh, this yeah. was no, it. No. I opted out because if you're a true fantasy, I'll tell you fan, why. They should let people opt out of fantasy yeah. this year. Do you <laughs> want to play? I, uh, no. <laughs> if you don't want to play, you could opt why? out and your spot is saved. I don't want to play no. in 2019. What makes you think <laughs> I want to play in a pandemic? Listen, you're all in. As long as I could still be in the group chat. In fantasy, you call yourself a true fantasy player. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, so then this year I don't is this is the year to prove that because when all these nah. guys are opting out and you have to balance between. But imagine you got a guy in your starting lineup and 
the whole team tests positive and they cancel one of the games and now you're scrambling the waiver wires to pick up a, a running back. It has Guess to what? look that's fantasy. That's oh. part of fantasy. It has to look different this year though, in the sense of I the think, way to pick guys up and how many guys you can have on your roster and all this other it's gotta us. look different. You think the commission is gonna approve all he that? It has to no. or I'm or I'm opting out. <laughs> no. I, I already talked to, in my one league. I've been talking to the guys in that. We're going to bump our bench up to four more spots. Okay. So usually when you do a draft, our draft is only I guarantee 16 people rounds. are going to hoard eight quarterbacks. And that's another thing. Just because you're adding spots <laughs> doesn't mean that that's the answer either, because then you got guys who hoard guys, and then you got another dude who's like, oh man, I, I, this guy just tested positive. He's out two weeks. And now what do I do? Because there's no one oh, on the bench. Because this guy has 17 tight ends trade on his bench. Trade me Hopkins for a third-string quarterback. Right, because, yeah, I got to give you my best well, player because I got to get a guy in. Well, that's something good to talk about on the podcast right now. What do you think would be a good answer? Just keeping your regular roster and putting, like, a transaction limit a what, week? No, what, about, you do what that, about roster spots, but you could only have a certain amount of each position? That's good. Yes. Because then there's availability. I think that's the best answer. Because then there's availability you when you need to pick someone up. Just yeah. one backup quarterback on your squad. Like, one or two, whatever. That, Running that's backs, good. you know. That's probably a good way to approach it. It's got to be something. Yeah, because one dude could hoard like five quarterbacks. Or tight ends. Like, that's the worst. Yeah. There's only a certain number of good tight ends, and if you have eight of them on your team. That's why I brought that up. I'm screwed. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done because my two guys are out for some reason, whatever it may be. Yeah. Whatever the relation is of why they're out. And now, because there's all, because listen, they ain't just the virus, it, these injuries. Yeah. True. You know, so it's not just of that. The guy could test negative. Great. But now he could, you know, get hurt and Or practice. he could be negative, but the heat gun was off that day and it said he had a fever. Correct. And now I need a tight end. Because he just ran 17 sprints, and now that guy's yeah. out, and my other guy is out, and now this guy got 17 tight oh, ends. Geez. I got no AC in my car yeah. right now, Oof. currently. And, you know, they screen our face at work to tell us what temperature we are to let mm -hmm. us in the front door. Oh, you Some must days be I can't lit. get in. Like, like I'm sick. You got to wait. You got to sit outside and cool it fever. down. <laughs> yeah, because you've been sitting in the, in, yeah. in the sauna yeah. for the whole ride down. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, you should rock a sauna suit on the way down, drop 20, and oh, then go man. in. 20. Oh, my gosh. Hey, hey, listen, NFL, please, stay safe. But, you know, let's do the best we can to make a season happen, and, and we'll be happy with whatever we get. If we got to watch five-year-olds play down the block for entertainment, I will start a fantasy five-year-old yeah. Pop Warner. I think, I think Roger Cadell should sit down Roger with— Roger Cadell. Cadell. <laughs> Cadell. <laughs> Raji, Uncle Raj, is <laughs> spilling his water everywhere across from me. Watch the levels. <laughs> Roger Goodell, what about him? No, I'm saying he should get with David Stern. Is it not, not even David Stern? No, God rest David Stern's <laughs> who's soul, the, man. Who's the NBA commissioner? The, uh, don't get with Adam him. Silver. <laughs> Adam Silver yeah. and Rod Menton. And I, well, I guess Rod Manfred, you know, in the aspect because they're going to every city. They should he he should get with them and take all in take in all the tips he could. From you know how they're handling things, like what they mm -hmm. did wrong. The thing what, is, he should have been doing that. Well, I'm sure he is. I think they are. Six I think away. the NFL is at an elite level with the way they handle their business. I really do. But like and, the MB, the MLBs, something. They're, Ron Manfred said to told the MLB like executive uh, committee committee, like the the VP of the the players committee, that if they don't figure out what's going on and, and be stricter with these teams and players that he's in a, he's just going to cancel the season. Yeah. And and that's well, what he just said now that 
he's basically going to ride it till the wheels fall off. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Because that's co- what I heard Seymour more, say. More Cardinals players came up positive today. So yeah. that's the Marlins, he the said, Cardinals. He said players need to do better, but we're not calling it quits. But the MLB sh- – So what but, are they not but he doing? Has to, he what has do you to, think they're not doing? This is, it's, they're going out, I guess. They're not monitoring where, where their players go. But I think what they should do – if you say you're playing you're, yeah. and you go out and you do something silly, suspended. you get fined. You get, okay. suspended, oh, okay. you get suspended and you get fined. You lose money. Mm-hmm. Because you're, he, you have. They have to do something strict to keep mm-hmm. these players from not going places. Yeah, and putting themselves in a situation where now they can harm the team mm-hmm. and the whole league. Right. No, definitely. There's something, and I feel like the NFL players are already taking that positive step because now you see sometimes on the bottom ticker, you see like a guy that's you know says, listen, you know, I tested, he tested positive. You know, th- there's been there's been training staff members who I've seen. Who t- I don't remember what team it was. Tested positive. Him and his him and his family quarantined themselves. He's gonna be let back in once the you know that process happens, and then and then they're gonna go forward. But a lot of the NFL players are coming forward when they when they test positive. I feel like what would hap- what's happening in, in Major League Baseball is is that guys aren't and organizations aren't. But are they and not just testing not them when saying they come anything? Back? Like you said, the NFL is gonna make it, if you leave for a situation, you come back. You need two. Negative test mm-hmm. to be able to get back in with the team. Is, right. that, is baseball not doing that? I don't think. I don't know well, what baseball thing not, is. I I think they're testing them a lot, but they're not saying you can't go anywhere. It's just like a free for all. Yeah, like these dudes. Just like leave it's the game. Like, they go out to dinner. I, with I don't think they're not reporting if they're positive because they test them. I think probably before every game or mm-hmm. like once a week. They're testing the sh- the heck out of them, mm-hmm. but. They could go out to the club, but obviously nobody's stopping them, and exactly. then they're going to come back and test yeah, positive. You can't do that. But can't that's what I that. mean. These these teams have to pay attention to their players. You're putting the whole season at risk right now. And I think more than the season is you're putting your teammates Team, at risk. Exactly. You know, can't the do more that. important thing. You Don't put, do that because if a guy is playing his, playing baseball, then going home to his family and trying to be as safe as possible, just so he can continue to come back and play, and another guy is going out to the club and he's going and he's doing reckless things. I don't even know what reckless things are that he's doing, but whatever that may be, putting himself more vulnerable, you know, and then he's coming back. He's going to, now he's affecting that guy's life and that guy's family, just like we all do each day too. But it's on a, it's, they're around each other more. You know what I'm saying? So NFL, I think is looking at it. They already have protocols put in. They have this, COVID list, you know, where a guy will go on that, whether he's been around somebody or in contact with somebody or test positive himself, and they're on that list, and then they got to go through the protocol of it, and then they're allowed back in. uh, Like, say on away games, you know, Dallas travels up to New York to play the Giants. They arrive on a Wednesday. Are they going to make it like you can't go anywhere? They should. Like, you're you're at the Giants facility. You're in the the hotel from Wednesday to Sunday, and they test you twice, and then you're out right? there. Right? Are they gonna make something? That's like the only that? way to do it. I don't think they are, though. I because there is regulations put in. Right. But what I, are I they? Think we that, don't know. And that's probably something that you like sign. Yeah. But they're not making sure that they're not leaving their hotel rooms. But the play- they gotta go get something to eat. They gotta, you know. Well, they yeah. should be providing them all their stuff right there. The players were worried about yeah, their that safety. Should have been figured out, though. It, we don't know. It might have been. It might be. NFL, maybe that's what the maybe wonder, that's why some guys are opting out too. It's like, yo, I'm not putting my life in like, con, you know, in a constraint like this. Like, like Robert Whitaker, UFC fighter, right? He fought in 
Abu Dhabi a couple weeks ago when they flew him back to Australia, took him from off the plane, boom, into a hotel, quarantined for a certain amount of days, hasn't seen his family yet, and then will, will has to be tested a couple of times, and then he's allowed back to go to his family. Yep. So, like, there's... It's going to be very different and very awkward and very stressful and frustrating. But in order to have this season, if we want to do this, there's going to have to be some type of protocol. Agree. The players, in the beginning, they were worried about their safety. They're saying the NFL wasn't doing, you know, we had a conversation well, out I here. I think they still They are. said that they weren't doing enough. But then they all signed and said that they would play. So obviously they feel comfortable with what the NFL proposed and what they're doing. I mean, I'm not sure if that's out in public. Mm-hmm. I and mean, we just haven't Isn't seen it, it and read it. And I, this, is a, this is a general question. It, it, what is enough? What would be enough? If you were a player, if you were a player, what would be enough to say, okay, I'm going to play this year? Me personally, I would probably just play. But You wouldn't even have to have much of that they tell you? No. Or be against really well, the regulation really that they give the you politics or anything on on this show, but right. like let's just say that I had a newborn and I was worried about them. Mm-hmm. I would want to make sure that the NFL is. I would kind of want them to do like for, it for the season. Teams have to stay together and in one spot, mm-hmm. travel together. Get food together. Mm-hmm. Make sure nobody leaves for any reason. And if they do, they're tested before they're around anybody else. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, too. In your situation, let's just say you are a player that had a newborn and you're worried about that. There's precautions you could take just on your own to do that. Wear a mask everywhere you go. Wear gl- you know, gloves. The thing br- is bring that, hand sanitizers. that they're saying, at least, is that a, a mask doesn't really protect me from you. It protects you from me. Like... It's it's so that I don't like, cough on and my s- particles don't get onto you. The masks don't really affect the other way unless you're wearing like a, a respirator. You know what I'm saying? So like in order for that to work, everybody in the team has or, to be wearing a mask. Or I mean, you can just keep your distance. You know, don't get close to play. You go in a team meeting, sit by yourself in the back or something. Or sit well, away that from the play. go the, tackle them on the field. Well, the facilities I, are going to be set up. That's they're being cautious about. I think it comes to. The safety of it comes to like, well, what are you comfortable with? What are you, what are you on? And, and it's like regular life. like, And like we said, we don't got to get into this and politics of it, but it's like regular life in the sense of like some people are very comfortable with going out and doing certain things and certain people aren't. But in this situation, these people are tackling each but other. Here's the other thing. Like the NFL could be like the first organization to do this where they they take on nutritionists and like high-level doctors and stuff and come up with a way to boost these players' immune systems and be like, if you want to give yourself the best opportunity not to contract any of these diseases, you should be eating this, this, and this, and drinking this and this, having this much, you know, agree of, of a diet. And that's going to really help you not contract anything. Mm-hmm. And if all the players do that, maybe, maybe it works. Well, I think it makes the situation better. There's just uncertainty with everything, and it, it definitely how makes much it water they should be drinking. Right. They should come up with like some kind of. But say this, right? Guideline with, with, with all of that, because we can go into craziness. If we, that could be a conversation forever. You're, if they said to you, "Okay, we're coming to you. This is what we're going to do. We're going to everyone when you travel from from New York to Philadelphia. Yeah, when we get to Philadelphia, everyone goes in the hotel. No one leaves. We provide your Meals for you. You're there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. You practice in the facility. 
and then you go back to the place and you only do that until Sunday. You play the game. We test you, whatever, three, say three times, you know, throughout the week. Are you okay with that? Are yeah. you playing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but the thing is when they go home, they're going home to their families and you're not going to be able to tell them what they okay, can and so can't what, do. So what about if they so then maybe so then but but they can't say okay, we can't control that. Maybe they're saying to you, "We can't control that." So what are you okay with? We can't are you okay with still playing? How long's the how long does it take to get a result back from one of these tests now? A couple of days. So let's just say you play on a Sunday. A couple of days? Really? They have like the instant tests, but I don't think they're the most accurate. Like I'm, I'm wondering. Like, let's just say you go back to see your family. You have when you come back, you have to take a test, and then w- once you get your result, then you could go back to the team. Mm-hmm. So, let's just say you go see your family on Monday. You come back Tuesday. You take the test. You might not be able to practice with your team until Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's something like maybe that. Maybe there's home, gotta be. I'm assuming they're not staying in a hotel. They're staying at their house. But maybe, maybe they have to tell them, like, listen. You, you really can't go anywhere. You got to be, you got to, can't let anyone really in your house during this month of the season, these months of the season. You could be around your family and everything like that, but be careful who's brought in and who's, where you go and let us know if you're in contact with anybody other than the team players and blah, 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 blah. But, but you're going to have There's not going to be any so I'm, saying, I'm sure they're doing that. There's I'm sure they're be, doing that, yeah, that they have yeah, like, yeah. we don't really want you to associate with anybody unless you absolutely yeah, have to. Exactly. Go anywhere unless you absolutely have to. But there's going to be a few knuckleheads. Like Lou Williams. That go out to the strip club for the chicken, chicken wings. And listen, for the people out there, really just real quick, a disclaimer. We're, we're not saying we know any more about the virus than oh, anybody no, no, else. Yeah. I got no idea. We don't have a clue what the hell we're talking <laughs> yeah. about with all of that. We're just speculating on Your how we get as a good as mine. Right, how we get a safe season. We're just trying to spitball a, a, a safe season here. Yeah. What's interesting to me, though, is the NBA? It's not like the fo- like, like football where you're tackling people, but you're you know you're rubbing up against another sweaty man. You're mm-hmm. you're there's contact in that. Mm-hmm. And baseball, there's not really any other contact with the other team. The closest you know you are to someone else is when you're when you're when you're the batter and you're close to the catcher, or when you're on base, you might be close to the first base. But even that, most and catchers baseball, have the mask exactly. on underneath the mask. And baseball's the one that's wild. No, I don't. I caught for a good portion of my Me baseball. Too. Career, any more than that the, joint just on joint. my face yeah. is wild. Yeah, but my point is, is that baseball hope for a for a pass ball so I, I can get this thing off. off. Yeah, let me get an opportunity sure. to take this thing off my head for a second. But baseball is a sport that's having an issue. NBA's not, and that's and that's a that's that's a sport where well, guys they're are, not around anybody. NBA's not around anybody. That's they're right. not around yeah. that NBA family. They're not around they're, anywhere. They're in the bubble. They they're completely controlled. Like you know, they're completely away from everybody. True. They know where they they're they are at every second. They have their own barber. They have their own cooks. Yep. And I, hockey's been very well, thank God. And well, they're, really, they're, they're only in two cities, and, and they're in Canada, I believe. And and, and 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 you look at the Premier League, and you look at the you know the the Syria A leagues of, of 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 soccer. Those guys are they're doing well too. But they're doing very well. These other countries that you know supposedly are handling this 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 I'm pandemic just saying, way better than the United States has. And and Dana White has done it well. There is like you're saying, but my point of this is is that there's success. We need to be talking to each other. We need to be collaborating with each other. Well that's what one ha- thing that I think they could do, right? Because you only play a game once a week. So they should test players if the if it takes two days for the results to come back. Like say you play on Sunday 
everybody on Friday gets tested and they make sure that they don't go home or around anybody and everybody has to test negative to be able to play on Sunday. Maybe this that's way, they, yeah. maybe you could affect your infect your own team like during the week, but you're not infecting any other team. Yeah. You're keeping it. Yeah. And, and or really, if it's a 24 hour test and you test everybody on Saturday and everybody has to be quarantined from Saturday to Sunday. Right. You get tested and then you stay in that spot. Yeah. With only your teammates. Yeah. You know, and even in individual rooms. Like, we test you Friday, don't come out of the room until yep. you get the result. Because right? right. you're playing Sunday. And, yep. and then you get to do whatever you got to do during the week. Be cautious. When you loop back around the Friday, it's tested again. Yep. And if you're negative, you go home and you stay in your crib. If you're good, I mean, if you're negative, you're in. Yeah. If you're positive, you got to go back home to your crib and you got to quarantine again. Then you're allowed back in. I agree. Whenever and, it may be. And, and I think the off day, where, you know, if it's a Monday... Everyone Monday has a day off. You could go see your family. You have to report back Tuesday morning at 8 a.m. They test tested. everyone. Yeah. And then, you know, you I don't, want really, these, you I don't want really need to practice that much in the NFL. You know, come Thursday, you have, you know, coaches get, yeah. get a game plan going. Yeah. Thursday and Friday, you put the game plan in, in place, and then you play Sunday. And maybe it's better off anyway to cut down on some practices. You know, let these guys' bodies rest maybe a little bit. Maybe it's not year, ideal, so. but that's what we have to do this Correct. Exactly. Correct. And we just want everyone to be safe. Like I said again, this is not a political podcast. We're just trying to spitball how <laughs> NFL happens. We just want some football. We just want to see what's going on here. Let's talk about the, where are we at on time. 45 minutes. Okay. We got the top 100 players of 2020 came out recently. I sent you guys the 1 through 10. I added 11 because I just wanted to see who the guy who was, you know, around in the area or so. One was Lamar Jackson. Two is Russell Wilson, three Aaron Donald, four Patrick Mahomes, five Mike Thomas, six Christian McCaffrey, seven George Kittle, eight DeAndre Hopkins, nine Stephen Gilmore, ten Derrick Henry, and that's the top ten. Eleven was Julio Jones. Agree with the top ten, disagree with the top ten. What do you think when you see it? Because there was a lot of chop people chopping it up and giving opinions and saying what the heck is going on here. What do you think? We got 15 more minutes about chopping down <laughs> a little bit because we got to kick it to an hour or so. I mean, are you asking me if I'm okay with Lamar being one? What are you okay with? What are you not okay with? What are you, what are you doing when you see that list? What do you say yourself? I mean, I personally probably would have put Patrick Mahomes at one, but Lamar Jackson won the MVP. So, I mean, it's fair for him to be number one, right? 100%. Agree. I but, think the guy wins the MVP. He's already the best player in the NFL. You already told me that. Yeah, you so, told me that. Yeah. Right. So why wouldn't he be one? That's an easy one. Yeah. He's got to be one. But I don't know how Mahomes falls to four. Okay, yeah, now, that's wild. Now, now, now we're talking. Now we're like, wait a second. So you're telling me Wilson, Aaron Donald are ahead of him. That's what they're saying to me? I disagree. But Russell Wilson is the second best quarterback to me. In the you NFL? can't say he's better than Patrick Mahomes. No one is starting a franchise with Russell Wilson over Patrick Mahomes right now. Right. No, no. Definitely not. But Definitely not. I, I agree. Mean, I, I don't. I mean, I wouldn't. But I, I sent the pictures of their stats of the of last season. So Russell Wilson threw for forty one hundred yards, thirty one touchdowns, and had a sixty six completion percentage. Mm-hmm. Patrick Mahomes threw for four thousand thirty one yards, twenty six touchdowns, and a sixty six. You're mixing something though. He's Super Bowl MVP. Won no, Super no, no, Bowl. no. He was hurt for Mahomes. two games. That's Three right. games? He had a dislocated kneecap. Yeah, so no, that's, you could say, yeah, like, yeah, whatever. I'm just trying to figure out what game I'm, I mean, they were. The year before that, he was completely healthy. I'm just you could run up. that stat yeah. line. Oh, it's 50 and 5,000 touchdowns. 50 touchdowns, 5,000 yeah. yards. But he was number one that year. In MVP. Top yeah. 
But I'm just comparing. I'm just. I, these are the stats. So is is that what they went off? Of? I mean, I don't. I don't the, the, these the, the players vote. The players vote. Yeah. I got Lamar Jackson one. I got Patrick Mahomes two. Patrick Mahomes would be one if Lamar Jackson didn't win the MVP for me. Because Patrick okay. Mahomes is the best player, I think, in the NFL. So I got Lamar Jackson one. I got Patrick Mahomes two. That's my list. I think Mike, Michael Thomas could be three. How do you have okay, so wait, do you, do you, yards? Do you agree with one and two? Yes. Do you agree with one and two? Yeah. Because we're going to get the RDC top, top ten. Okay. That's fair. So Jackson, oh, Mahomes. Jackson, Mahomes. Now, who do we got three? I'll tell you who my three is, and it's not Mike Thomas. But is that who you think yours three is, Mike I Thomas? I think so. The guy had 1,800 receiving yards almost. I mean, that's unbelievable. 1,800 he, receiving yards. He, well, he had the most re- re- receptions 100, with 149. Yep. He's the best wide receiver to me, but you have to – if you're doing a top 100 at any position list, I think you have to, like, show how much that impacts a team, right? Okay, who you got three? Because maybe you got the same guy I got. Who's your three? Russell Wilson. Really? Yeah. One, three, two, quarterbacks. three quarterbacks. I got Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Three. I like it. And here's why. Here's what. Michael Thomas, he's coming up. But Michael Thomas, 149 receptions, most in the NFL, broke Marvin Harrison's record. Ten games with 100 receiving yards. That's crazy. No doubt. When, when you have a season like that, how? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And I agree. I agree, Rich. It is. And, but he's coming up. The reason why I have Christian McCaffrey is also he had 1,000 rushing yards and 1,000 receiving yards. There's only three guys to do that in the NFL, Marshall Falk and Roger Craig. He's the third guy to do that. That is phenomenal. And I think Michael Thomas is great what he did. I think it's I – got, I got him right there. But for a guy to have 1,000 receiving yards so, and 1,000 rushing yards on the Carolina Panthers – who had Cam Newton for half a year, who had Kyle Allen for another half a year, and had a ragtag group. This guy did amazing, amazing to be the third guy ever to do this to me. That's why I got him three. So you're saying last year, because this is what this, this, is, this is what this is based off of, yep. non, without any quarterbacks in this scenario, you would have went Christian McCaffrey for MVP if you had to go with another skilled player but a quarterback? Well, now, now, if you that, if you listen back to my other podcast, I probably say Mike Thomas. Yes, but until I start looking at what's that's how I'm looking at this. How this in, and, and and you could argue your point of this, Rich. Well, you know what, Michael Thomas had Der- Drew Brees throwing the ball, and then Drew Brees back, you know, got hurt for a bunch of games. Six games with Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater. Bridgewater, and the other homeboy Taysom Hill was throwing the ball too. So yes, I do agree with you. That, I just that he had that he had de- dealt with the same type of adversity to get those and still get those stats. Because listen, he Teddy Bridgewater got a contract because Michael Thomas. See, that's Chris, why Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback of the Carolina yes. Panthers. Christian because McCaffrey, homeboy co- was catching his wild passes that he was throwing to him. Christian McCaffrey had an unbelievable year, but he didn't break an NFL record. To Michael Thomas, did he had 149 re- re- receptions? Yeah, but he's the third guy ever to get a thousand and a thousand. But that would still, be like if Michael Thomas had a thousand yards rushing, but he he still didn't. Br- Do you see what I'm saying? This guy, this guy had a thousand yards catching, and he's a running back. This guy had a and N- he had a thousand yards running. He broke running. an NFL record though with the, in, in a category with Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, all these elite many, wide receivers. Michael Thomas is at the top. How many receiving for most yards did Michael Thomas have last year? Seventeen hundred and twenty-five, I think. Seven, yeah, one thousand seven hundred twenty-five yards. 
He he has Amazing. the record I, for most I'm not, receptions. I'm not saying nothing. I, I just think if you're going to go off of 100, you have to say what kind of impact they had on the team. I, I, I think this is this top 100 players. I don't think it's. I don't. I, I don't think, think Christian McCaffrey was able to get his team more wins by doing what he did they than had Michael what, Thomas four wins? doing what he did. I think. I think McCaffrey, all of them were because of Christian McCaffrey. Listen, Definitely. Don't get me wrong. That's what I'm saying. They, had, they would have none. McCaffrey, they would have zero. McCaffrey's four for that's me. That's what we're saying. That's what. Okay. McCaffrey's four for me. And Mike Thomas is four for me. So I'm it's right. It's a flip flop. What do we want, though? We got to come up with a. <laughs> we got to come up with a solution. I'm going Michael Thomas three. All right, so you had a tiebreaker then. I got Christian McCaffrey. I like he got McCaffrey over Michael Thomas. All right, All right. So we're gonna do. What are we at here? We're at Lamar Jackson. Patrick Mahomes, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas. We got one through four. Now we're at five. What do we do with five? I'll tell you who I got at five. Aaron Donald. I do not. I don't have Aaron Donald. Oh, boy. You guys going to give defense any kind of love? I got my man Gilly Locke. Stephon Gilmore. Really? The the defensive player of the year. All right. That's who gets it. And in my opinion. Did you come up with that? No, but it is creative, right? Yeah. I was going (laughs) to claim it, but I heard it. I heard it. Okay. Very creative. And in my opinion, hardest position maybe on the field, you could argue. The guy plays. Definitely. And he's a defensive player of the year. How is he not the number one defensive guy named? Like when you start getting to defensive plays, because you know it's ruled by offense, but when you start getting to defensive plays, how do you not give the defensive player of the year, like you gave the MVP, the number one, how do you not give the defensive player of the year the first slot when you get an open defensive slot? You changed my mind. How do you not do that, Rich? Defensive player of the year. What do you agree? You agree? Disagree? What do you I, I was going to go George Kittle. Just because. What? No, for no, he <laughs> George Kittle? Yes. He broke the NFL tight end receiving yards record. You're just going on record breakers here. But that, this is. The record breaker Richie. End, the best tight end. The guy won defensive player of the year. So you're not ready to give it to a defensive no, guy yet? No, not yet. Uh, no, I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm an offensive guy. I like. Yeah, I I don't care what you are. You're not. Uh, But you got to start throwing it. We already gave four slots to offensive players. It's okay. No, you're out anyway because me and Frankie are going Gilmore. (laughs) But did Gilmore break any defensive records? Like most interceptions. He won defensive player of the year. Okay. What do you mean, okay? This guy, I don't even think George Kittle was the best tight end. Patrick Mahomes didn't break any records. But Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes. Oh, okay. Gilmore is Gilmore. Why are you George hating on his name? George Kittle had 1,377 recept, recept, yeah, yeah. Hmm? Receiving, receiving yards, yards there you go. as a tight end. That broke Tony Gonzalez's record. All these great tight ends. You that, think he's better than Travis Kelsey? Last year? Yes. That's what we're basing it off of. I don't think so, but. he, he I mean, clearly by stats-wise, but we, hey, listen. We, you guys like flip-flopping the stats on me all the time, but. George Kittle's right, well, not in the conversation, bro. <laughs> Gilly Locke is. He had two interceptions that he two interceptions that he helped deflect and another guy's get six of his own and two picks for TDs and one defensive player of the year. Stephon Gilmore is five of the RDC top one hundred, which we ain't doing one hundred. No, but the top. We'll what are we doing until Tuesday? What are we doing? Top ten? Yeah, sure. Okay, so six is Gilmore. Oh, sorry, five is Gilmore. Six is who? I'm done saying first because you guys shoot me down. We got some guys in the wind here, though. I didn't shoot we you down. We got Russell Wilson in the wind. We got Aaron Donald in the wind. We got George Kittle in the wind now. 
We got some guys. We there's a lot. So from the top. Also, one, you guys are looking at the list. I'm going off my dome here. Could someone I send, it send to me you. the list? I okay. sent you the list. All right. It's in respect to chat. You got the top, the NFL top 100s, top 10s yeah. list. So you can go off of that. Okay. My my number six is Derrick Henry. That's who I went six. Why? Because he has a rushing title last year. That helps, yeah. But a guy that had that broke a. I uh, think he carried record. that team. I think he carried the Tennessee Titans all year. You don't Everything think George ran Kittle did? Him. He he no, led he no, led I his don't. team in receptions. I think the defense did. The defense and the running backs helped the 49ers. Yeah. Okay. My my six is Derrick Henry, but I'm open to I'm open to you know options. You think it's Kittle? You want to sneak Kittle in there? Is that what you're trying to do here, Rich? <laughs> Possibly. I, it's just hard for me, like with defense. Yeah, maybe. I I I think Kittle deserves to be higher than 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 Derrick Henry. Does Russell Wilson get in here? At I mean, seven? eventually he's gonna have to get in. No, we, we I forgot all about him that we kept him off. I will go Russell Wilson. You can't let him Russell drop Wilson? that far with what he does and brings to that team. He. He is the Seahawks. He is, yes. And he puts up good numbers every year. He has to be. Yeah. I can't believe I, I completely forgot about him. Okay. We're going Russell Wilson at seven. Okay. Who's eight? Derrick Henry, Aaron Donald, George Kittle, DeAndre Hopkins. I would say Aaron Donald. You're probably going to say Henry, and you're probably going to say Kittle. So <laughs> what are we going to do? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot? Here's the thing with Aaron Donald last year. 12.5 sacks, 20 tackles for a loss, 24 quarterback hits. All six years he's been in the pro, a Pro Bowler, and five seasons in and a they, row they triple team him, and he's putting out those numbers every single year. They have three guys trying to block that guy every single year. Eight, I'm okay with Aaron Donald. Are you okay with eight with Aaron Donald, Rich? Or are you still on George Kittle? <laughs> no, I'll go with that. All right, Aaron Donald is eight. Who we got at nine? Okay, so it's Henry and Kittle, right? As nine and ten. So we or have not, to just or not or Hopkins. Who did we? Julio's eleven, but who He's did right we? Outside of it, we, I don't think we could leave. I don't think we could leave Kittle and Henry out of the. But top we 10. we didn't put anyone different into the top ten. So how are we leaving one of them out? I think you messed up with the numbers. I think we still have seven, eight, no, eight, nine, and ten to do. Okay, so one we got Jackson, two we got Mahomes, three we got Christian McCaffrey, four Michael Thomas, five Gilmore. Six. Oh, I just inserted Derrick Henry into six. Yes. That's what happened there. <laughs> okay. All right. Hold on a second. So six is Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Seven. Seven is Aaron Donald. Eight. Now, yes. Who's eight? You got eight, nine, and ten left. Do you think anyone outside of the top ten deserves to be in it? That's what I'm saying. Think about Julio, it. Julio Jones is at 11. Drew Brees is at 12. Bobby Wagner's at 13. Oh, you got, the li- you got a further list there? Yeah. 14 was Tom Brady. Uh, Chandler Jones is 15. Yeah, that's who I was going to say. How about Chandler Jones? I love Chandler Jones in the list because he, and we talked about this guy before. This guy, I feel like, has led the league in sacks for the last six years and no one has said a thing. Nick Boza. We got, we have Travis two defensive Kelsey. players and one, two, three, four, five offensive players. Nuts. Let's not make our list like the NFL does and lead our defensive guys out. Let's be real about this here. So, essentially, we got to try to figure out how to get Kittle, Derrick Henry, because we feel like they need to be. Kittle, yeah. Kittle did a, a, a huge thing. 
with it. What is it? Tight end. What is it? Most there? receiving yards for a tight for end. A tight end. In a single season. Derrick Henry had a huge year. So let's just do this. 49ers were in the Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. obviously, that was an amazing team. Let's do Kittle. Kittle at eight. Then Henry. Henry at nine. And now we have to battle for 10. 10 do we go Chandler Jones? I That's my pick. Chandler Jones. And it's my pick. They too, have so him at it. 15. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that's fine. But, but, but I want to hit way in. No, no. Ra- 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 I'm, just, I'm just looking who's outside of 10. Julio blew, not blew my mind in 11, but it was kind of like. How do you like, leave Bobby Wagner? I think he led the league in just out, He's so good. And he's just up there every year. Sneaky. Yeah. How's he sneaky? How's a guy six? And he 10? puts up stats and you're like. Yeah. I think that he's just expected to do it. So nobody really reports on the amount of yards and catches and all that that he has. But how do I, at, the, at the end of every year, like, dang, Julio, why am I surprised? Why am I like, dang, Julio did that? Because yeah. I already know he's going to. Because you don't witness it. I feel like they don't yeah. show Julio highlights or nothing like that. Dang, get Julio Unless on Unless you're TV watching Falcons more. games, it's like. Wow. Which are never on TV. Yeah. Chandler Jones led the league in sacks yeah. with 19. Yeah, but he's done it like three, four years in a row. That no one talks about it. Or he's got the most. Maybe he didn't lead the league. No, I'm sorry. He didn't lead the league. But but combined. Combined since like 2016, he has the most. Is what I want to say. So RDC crew, look that up. Are you going to look that up, Rich? RDC crew. Shaq Barrett had the most sacks with 19 and a half. Then Chandler Jones was, was two with 19. Okay. I'm, I'm, but my thing is combined. Since, he, since I want to say like either entered the league or since 2015... Chandler Jones has combined the most sacks. Well, just in, I mean, I don't know. This is 30, 40 sacks in the last uh, four years. Chandler Jones? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's. But I, will, I mean, hold on. He doesn't want to Another Jones defensive player, if you want to give credit to, is Bobby Wagner. He, had a, he led the league in tackles, 159. The guy's a beast. He's all over the place. So you're saying because Chandler Jones didn't lead the league in sacks. Well, no, he well he basically almost led the league in, in sacks. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just it's another name to What's put his in tackles? There. How many tackles he got, Chandler Jones? You know, Chandler Jones. Because Bobby Wagner is definitely one to argue about. I get, where, where, where was Wagner on the top one hundred regular NFL? Do we Bobby know Wagner, yeah, twelve. Okay, Chandler Jones was fifteen. Okay. Hmm. So what are we saying about Chandler Jones? Why? why he had forty-one go- tackles. Chandler Jones. Four, I'm sorry. Uh, doo, 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 doo. Yes, and 41 solo tackles. 41 solo tackles, and how many sacks? 19. 19 sacks. Forced fumbles, eight. Goodness gracious. Three fumble recoveries. Whoa. Let's look up Bobby Wagner. How is he 15? <sighs> Nuts. How's he you don't not? really get any credit. No, zero. Once yeah. again, another guy you like don't have a clue that he's phenomenal, and you don't get to see him play whatsoever. That, I think, is going to change... Because I think the Cardinals are going to be on TV more. Yeah. So you're going to see Chandler Jones and the beast he is. What do you got on Wagner? I'm trying to find it right now. Let me just go through what we got here. Uh, Lamar Jackson at one. Mahomes, two. Christian McCaffrey, three. Michael Thomas, four. Gilmore, five. Russell Wilson, six. Aaron Donald, seven. George Kittle, eight. Derrick Henry, nine. And possibly Chandler Jones or Bobby Wagner at ten. We got to put this together and post it and let people vote. Yeah, that's the real list, by the way. I don't even recognize this other list anymore. Me either. There's only one list. It's the <laughs> RDC list. Definitely. So Bobby Wagner has, 
a total of 144 tackles, 71 solo, 73 assist, three sacks, six pass defendant, one one pick. Goodness gracious, he had a year too. Jones or Wagner, who are we putting in there? Julio's out. We're putting Julio out. Yeah, just a little bit out from there. Who else was who? Who's supposed to be ten? Well, we left off Hopkins. Wow. Who they, who they had? Well, we could put Hopkins there. Hopkins is a heck of a player. Do you leave him out of the top ten? I like Julio over Hopkins. By preference. I know I'm probably in yeah. Right. By preference. There. Yeah. All right, let's make it. Let's make it so we can close this episode out, and we don't got the people fumbling about what's going on here. <laughs> I like I like Jones better because sacks are like. Yeah, huge. we'll go Jones. Yeah, yeah, we'll okay. go Jones. And Jones, it is. We're gonna post it, vote on it, see what y'all think, and uh, let us know. Just real quickly, I did see this. Where to go? Where to go? Where to go? Go go. Okay, most most top ten players. So out of that list, the top one hundred, the teams that had the most. Were who? Who do you think? Who had the most players on the top ten list? Which team? Ravens. Nope. 49ers. Nope. Wow. Uh, they have one, two. They have four teams here. Four teams had Rams. Nope. Goodness gracious. Look at y'all. Wow. Chiefs. Chiefs. The Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs. Chiefs are one. Chiefs had six. Saints. Saints had nine. The Saints were, were the most with nine. The Chiefs had six. There's two other teams who had six. Seahawks? Nope. Patriots? Nope. Seattle? Nope. I just said that, bro. Oh, you did? (laughs) Come on. Uh, Come on, y'all. You don't got to think too hard about it. Because one person represents one of them, and the other person half represents one of them, which really doesn't. Falcons? Nope. Cowboys and Eagles? Cowboys and Eagles. Saints got nine. Chiefs got six. Cowboys got six. Eagles got six. Who is not in the top 100? Carson Wentz. Not in the top 100. All right, I got a stat for you. How about that? Since you want to bring it up. How about that? Now, listen. I've been holding on to this stat, too. I don't think it's right. Okay. I don't think it's right. I'm just telling you who was left off. All right, I'm just going to read this to you. I don't Ezekiel Elliott was upset. 24. No, no, I'm not going to get upset. Okay. What are you looking at, Rich? You don't believe the stat I just hit you with? I, I, I was just seeing what Ravens were in it. Oh. Ron. There's only three teams that had six? Yeah, Chiefs, Cowboys, There's probably Eagles. a bunch of teams that have five and yeah, four, right? Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, sure. six is probably like right there. Yeah, yeah. Nine is the Saints the most. Who Who yeah. do you Who do you think would have nine of the Saints? I Breeze, know. Michael Thomas, Cam, Cam Jordan, Jordan Alvin Kamara, I think mm-hmm. was in there. Lattimore, Lattimore, maybe it's five. We're at five. We still got to come up with four more. Yeah, who's the other homeboy? Taysom Hill. No, <laughs> who's the other dude on defense as a beast? Oh, I can't remember his name. He's got to be in there. That's crazy that they had nine. They, they only had Apple? seven. What? They only had seven. The Saints. No, they had nine. I'm looking at it right now, dog. 
I'm looking at it from straight from ESPN. It said nine. At number 82 was right tackle Ryan something. Okay. okay. That's one. You have Se- to figure that. One was gonna be Mar- at number 76 was Marshawn Lattimore. Okay. Okay. 67 was linebacker Demario Davis. Demario Davis. That's the guy I was thinking Number of. 42 was running back Calvin Ka- Alvin Kamara. Yep. That's crazy. Uh, really 23 was D.N. Cameron Jordan. Okay. 12 was Drew, Be- Drew Brees. Okay. Mm-hmm. And five was Michael Thomas. That's all they had, seven. But they had they got nine on this on this. This is the same one from ESPN. I'm, yeah, I'm just I just this was one day ago from the Saints. The personnel, the most top ten players. Maybe it's something different, Rich. Most top ten players poll conducted by ESPN with more than fifty NFL personnel. Okay, that was mine. It wasn't the top one hundred list. It was this, what? This one was most top ten players. I'm sorry, fans. Poll. Conducted by ESPN with more than 50 NFL personnel. So NFL personnel voted on this. Oh, okay. Who has the most top 10 players? What? Yeah. So they think the Saints are very good. The Chiefs, very good. Cowboys, very good. Eagles, very good. Okay. All right, so it's separate from the top top 10. What's Ravens at 7-2? What do you got? What's your? I think I'm gonna hold on to it. Now I want to hear it because uh, I didn't do the research. Let's just hear what you got and then do the research later. Let's just see what's happening. I want to know who the other ones are, but okay. it says since he came into the league, Dak Prescott is one of just four quarterbacks with more turnover than touchdowns against playoff teams. Yeah, I think we knew that though, right? No, more well, turnovers well, than touchdowns. Well, I think the well, I, I I think the whole thing is like, well, he's not good against winning teams, teams with winning records. Right, so well, I that's think it's got to be a correlation say, to it. No, that's a real that's thing. That's a stat. You you think he's not good against playoff teams? I I mean I think it's more than just him. I I I've found many articles that say it's not just him that he performs pretty well, but it's just you know the defense is giving up a bunch of touchdowns. But that's turnovers compared to touchdowns. Right. No, that's definitely a stat you do not want to have. I'll tell you right now, you don't want to have more turnovers than touchdowns. Against good teams, you're not going to win. Yeah, plain and simple. I want to know who the other three quarterbacks are, and I couldn't find it. We got to get that. The Ravens, the Ravens and Saints have the most. Okay, with seven. George Kittle is the highest ranked tight end ever in the top 100 history. Mm -hmm. That's because of the year. Nick Boza, he was the highest for a rookie defender ever. Mm -hmm. He was at like 17 or something, right? Yeah, Lamar Jackson was the youngest player to ever received. The, the, Definitely. The amount of times on on the top 100, uh, 32? 32 times. No, that can't be right. Hey, it's not here nor there. We're going to wrap yeah. this up. Yeah, no one played up. 32 seasons. We're gonna wrap I can this tell up. you that much. No, quick, it, quick, it, it was quick a Tom early, Brady stat. Quick, early, crazy prediction. Who's the number one player of 2021? Patrick 2021. Mahomes. Everything goes smooth, though. Everything goes smooth, and we play the games we're supposed to play. No breaks. Thank God. Who's t- you say Patrick Mahomes? Had hard to argue with I'm that. I'm going man. Lamar. Well, I think he has another great season. I think they won a playoff game. One? Patrick Mahomes. We're getting there. Taking Lamar, baby steps. Lamar Jackson. Hey, why not? Dak Prescott. <laughs> oh. RDC crew. 98. We out. Peace. <laughs>